Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. To get the Crime Writers on After Show right now, go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this episode, he seemed like the perfect man to go out with on a date. A jet-setting, free-spending son of a billionaire. But he broke their hearts and their bank accounts. Will we swipe left or swipe right on the Tinder swindler from Netflix? Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, host Oh, these are their stories podcast. My husband and the guy I will date on a dime. My husband, Kevin Flynn. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Rebecca. Also with us is private investigator, certified pet detective, resident cat lady, and author of the best-selling Exeter novel, Dead on Deadline, Laura Bricker. Hello, Laura. Hello, Rebecca. And finally, our resident doubting Thomas, our favorite scam artist, the author of the City Trilogy, host of Strange Arrivals, and our Patreon Deep Dive Book Club podcast host, Toby Ball. Hello, Toby. I'm here hiding from my enemies, Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kevin, before we start the program, I have a question for you. Yeah. What is coming up on next Monday's show? Well, on next Monday, we're going to be talking about the Netflix comedy, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Oh, Really? We're going to talk about that, eh? Yes, we're going to talk about that. about that. All right, well, I'm looking forward to that discussion. I know a surprise person on this panel that I'm surprised by is also looking forward to that discussion. Uh-huh. Looks like uh, that cat over there in front oh of God. Laura. Is that Rocky Flintstone making an That's appearance? Rocky Flintstone. He's got some things to say. He does. Yeah, all right. Well, I think we should just get to our uh, talk about tonight's topic. Should we go there, Kevin? Let's do it. All right, let's play that first clip. This is someone who is well-traveled and still works very hard. So I thought, oh, great. Let's swipe uh, right on that. Using a popular dating app, Cecilia connects with a caring playboy named Simon, the son of a rich diamond broker who wears designer clothes, dines at five-star restaurants, and flies her around Europe in a private jet. And exactly when the door closes, he just takes me around the waist and he just looks at me and he just draws me in and he just gives me this kiss. And I was like, oh shit, you know, the kind of butterflies. It was passionate and was just the perfect first kiss that you could have, you know. Though it seems like true love, their lives are upended when Simon goes on the run to escape his violent business rivals. Cut off from his fortune, he convinces Cecilia to borrow money so he can continue his extravagant lifestyle. Cecilia realizes Simon is not who he seems. And I said, do you have a picture of him? 
that moment when they look at each other and they say, that's the guy. Fuck shit, you know? Three women share how they were bamboozled by Simon Levayev in the Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler. Part catfish, part Ponzi scheme. It explores his elaborate romantic con, his life of fraud, and his efforts to continue his grift today. Spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about plot points from the Tinder Swindler. So if you want to remain spoiler free, go to the estimated time code in our show notes to get our thumbs up or thumbs down reviews. One other disclosure. I recently interviewed the director and producer of The Tinder Swindler for the Netflix podcast, You Can't Make This Up, and this has not influenced my review of the documentary, nor has it influenced the other panelists because they did not interview those people. All right. So, Laura Bricker, Simon Leviev, mm-hmm. we, as we've established on this show, these guys are good at this, right? Mm-hmm. We need to talk about just how good at this this guy is. Because not only does he show up on your first date with a private jet, but he has corroborating friends on that private jet. His ex, his bodyguard, he's making phone calls to you on FaceTime. People are waving at you. It's not like he's just texting you and being like, hey, here's a little dick pic. Send me some money. Right? Yeah. Well, clearly this isn't his first rodeo. But what you you realize at the end is like he's been able to keep this ball in the air for so long that he's always financing his current woman with his last woman on the way out. And and it just makes you think like, my God, how is he able to keep this all straight and keep this elaborate ruse going? But it's, it's not even like an elaborate ruse in the fact that he actually is able to put the money up to have the private jet, to go to these expensive destinations. And he is clearly good at this because it took a long time before he got caught. I couldn't help but thinking as I was looking back once we realized sort of how this happened, like the woman with the child who's in that first scene when we hear Cecilia, as we see her going off on her like Cinderella romance, you're like, oh my gosh, was this like hey, if you go along with me with the baby and you, like, keep your mouth shut, I'll let you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I, mean, the, I mean, the scope is huge. Yeah, I mean, the, pri- it's, the it's private huge. jet. The, it made me think, it can't just be one woman sending him $20,000. Like, no, no, no. A like, private jet been... is, like, 80 grand. A, a yacht. I mean, he must have many women sending him this money at the same yeah. time, right? And and you heard that when you see the one woman who starts piecing together, like, when he was with me, he was with her. Like, he's got multiple women going at the same time. But the fact that he's able to have carried this on as long as he did is just amazing to me in terms of how many people he got to buy into this scheme and not only buy into it, but put all of their money up to finance him, to take out loans and mortgages and lines of credit and everything else that they needed to do to finance him to continue this crazy charade that he was carrying on. I just kept thinking of his bodyguard sitting across the aisle from him in that plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's making. We never did hear about the bodyguard. Like, I know what was the bodyguard. I want to know like that guy's story. So the way that I figure it, there's no way Simon is just calling Cecilia for a loan. He's calling Cecilia plus ten other women because the amount of money he's spending is ridiculous. It's not just the plane. It's the plane that. $5,000 dinners. I mean, he's just, it's like it's like a hose, fire hose of money, mm-hmm. right? So the bodyguard, Kevin, is like sitting across the aisle from him, right? He's like, oh, Cecilia, my love, say hi, buddy. He's like, like saying the phone and the guy's like, hi. Yeah. This guy is phone call after phone call after phone call just being like, hi, hi. Like this guy's life, right? 
Like I just, I just kept thinking, like this poor guy who's like his only job is to like corroborate uh, this douchebag <laughs> swindler <laughs> dude. Um, so Kevin, one of the things that I really love about the documentary is the interview style of the of the women. It's right. like we're on dates with them. Isn't that fun? Yeah, visually they make the decision to set up the three women that are telling the story at tables and restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, shoot them sort of eye level. So it does feel a little, I don't want to say it feels like you're on a date it's with romantic. them. It's romantic. But it's intimate. It does feel right? like you're on a date. And There's a glass of wine in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to be kind of like, oh, this is how I would tell it to a, a friend of mine. So visually, that was an interesting choice. There's also an awful lot here with the use of digital assets used for B-roll and for storytelling. The producer, I think it was the producer, the director, one, one of the lead people in this production also was in Don't Fuck With Cats. Mm-hmm. There's some like shared DNA in this. There's an awful a lot of like, okay, we trot the globe by using Google Earth, and then we see a lot of stuff on Instagram and text messages and WhatsApp and, of course, Tinder, and that's visually how things get told, and they are the receipts you know, it's the evidence of what went on. And I keep thinking about how in the future, just about any documentary is going to be using a lot of these same assets because we do have a digital footprint. Yeah. So I just remember the, the last true crime book that we wrote, we were able to get an awful lot about the victim because of her Facebook page. Correct. You know, and so that's like a that's like a, a, a resource that nonfiction storytellers will be able to tap into more and more. And I did like the way they did the animation, you know, a lot of tick, 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 tick. You know, I, I certainly hated when I when somebody is actually using that. It has the clicks in their the phone. The click thing, yeah. the sound effects on their, their phone. Yeah. But I think you kind of need it when you're, you don't want absolute silence yes. when uh, you're, you're watching a, a documentary animation. So, Toby, what do you think about that documentation? So, when I was doing the interviews for the Netflix uh podcast, the producer and director of this documentary told me that the VG reporters, you know, so a lot of this reporting and and this story is based on that VG uh, series, that newspaper series. And these women went to VG and they handed over their phones, basically, which had thousands of pages of WhatsApp messages, uh, some very intimate, but it was basically the documentation of their entire communications with this guy, Simon, and thousands and thousands and thousands of pages, including voice memos. So they had like all this documentation as they're able to construct this documentary and that reporting with this digital footprint. So it's not like speculation, like it's it's right there and we're able to see it. We're able to hear it. So what do you think of that like documentary style? Because the only other thing that we really saw it in this way, I think, exactly in this way was don't fuck with cats. Does that work for you as a storytelling technique? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all right there for you. You know, part of it is these are Instagram people, right? I mean, they're just like, there's a lot of Instagram shots of them hanging out in cool places and, you know, with rad outfits and everything. So you've got all that and then taking videos while they're going on to planes and when they're in planes and when they're eating and when they're in a pool and when they're doing this and doing that. And then they're also, you know, as you said, they communicate through text and and voice messages and it's not apparently cleaning out their phones ever. Yeah. So everything's documented. You know, there's, there's not, there's not a whole lot of need to reconstruct anything or to sort of paraphrase or whatever. I mean, you can just show exactly what happened and exactly what they wrote and 
I guess my issue with the whole thing is that I didn't always find it all that interesting, quite honestly. Huh. It was like, oh, all right, well, you know, there they are. I love I you. I love you back. <laughs> Have a good Me morning, too. honey. Me too, Laura. I mean, Toby says he didn't find it that interesting. Laura, I found it really fucking interesting. I was riveted. I, I, I like, couldn't really? look, like, look away. Yeah. I was like texting all my friends. I'm like, oh my God, you guys have to watch this. I'm like, who is does it, this remind you of? <laughs> is it because like you, I mean, we've seen this before, right? We've seen yeah. Scam Doc. We've seen, I mean, by the way, like, do you know Mordecai is another really good example of this? Like, Just Sweet do Bobby the Puppet Master, yeah. Puppet. And he used the name Mordecai on one of his aliases in this. Yep. And we Mm -hmm. all know and we all agree that this is like these guys are good at this, right? But this real time rolling out of just how good at this guy was and how compelling these women were in telling these stories and how I think one of the reasons why this was so good for me was that Cecilia says at the beginning, she's a romantic and she's still a fucking romantic, right? Because in a sense, I still loved him, you know, or the person I thought that he was like, you know, everything's a lie. But then you still have this fairy tale that's going on on your phone, you know, Simon with like still the heart behind it because I could never like I couldn't remove it because I still wanted him to be true, you know. So she's not like a lost, like trying to find herself ripe for being taken advantage of because she's out in the world and lost soul. She's ripe for romance. Right. And this guy is love bombing on that level. I was just like, show me all of it. Like, I, is that, mm-hmm. was that how you, like, what did you find interesting about it? Well, I think what I found interesting about it was I loved Cecilia's candor. And I loved that, I guess, just the way that the story began. Um, first of all, I loved the like Tinder 101 that she gave in the beginning when she explained that she was like basically like a Tinder expert. And they're like, and how many matches have you had? And it was like a thousand. I really didn't know anything about Tinder except that oh, I was yeah. like, oh, that's well, what I'm people- sure, Laura, you didn't know no, anything no, about Tinder. What I knew about Tinder was like, I was like, oh, basically my impression of Tinder before this show was like, oh, that's where people go to have like random sex. That that was what I thought Tinder was. Yeah, that's grinding. Um, oh, okay. Well, anyway, I didn't know that, but whatever. So I was just like, whatever. But I, I loved the like overview that we got, but I also loved the setup and she's just looking and these are the things she's looking for. And then- Simon appears and like, ooh. And I think not only the fact that Simon appears, but then we're on like lifestyles of the rich and famous all of a sudden. And he's like, and we're flying here and we're flying there. And there's like this fancy, you know. So it's like when you first take him at face value before you start to question his story, it's like they're jetting here, they're jetting there. You can feel her excitement of this new romance when she starts getting she goes off and then she like sleeps with him and you're like, oh, that's the end of that. But no, then he's like texting her and and you can follow along with her in a way that for me anyway, as a girl, uh, me as a girl, but no, you know what I mean? Like you can follow along like with her excitement as she's getting roped in and you can see from all of these, the fact that we have these text messages, the fact that we have these voicemails, the fact that we have these videos, which are crazy when she's on the private plane and she's like taking the videos you can feel how she got sucked in so that then when we have the twist where all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, like the bad people are after me. You can see how in the beginning she gets sucked into giving him money. And then I I would, I, you know, I couldn't turn away. I was like, oh, my God. I said, I love it probably more than I should. This was more entertainment than something new that I've not seen before. But it was told in a very entertaining way. Do you ever meet someone who seems kind of off? 
Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Hey, speaking of being swindled, can I talk about Patreon? Yes. <laughs> I don't gotta like that. <laughs> I don't like it's it when you re- swindle. I don't like it when you refer to it as some sort of like con. It's not. It it's is, not. It's but, amazing. But it's 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 like Tinder that you uh, you sign up. <laughs> it's not like Tinder. It's not like it's not like you. I am using Patreon wrong. Yes. If you go, <laughs> you are. If you think it's like Tinder, you are definitely using it wrong. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, so look at Lars is over there using Patreon right now, hoping it's like Tinder. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna swipe right for Patreon. Swipe right for Patreon. You swipe bet. right for Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club. <laughs> Toby's like, Toby's I'm in like, so yeah. much trouble now. We don't even know which one is right and which one is left. Which, and, and, what's the good like, one? And you have to have your appropriate photos, as yeah. we know. Um, so, yeah. like, you have to have your uh, fun photo with your friends. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, this For is the, the four of us. Book. The fun yeah. photo. You know, you know, you the know what the best, the best dating app photo is the one was a photo of somebody where they're clearly their arm was around another like girlfriend or whatever, and, and they just cropped. like cut them out to so see the arm going out like this, and it's just like one shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> As you were saying. Yeah, so speaking of love, if you missed Tuesday's Married with Podcast live uh, show that we did, first of all, stick around because the podcast version will be in the feed very shortly. But if you want to watch the video again, it's still there. Just go back on Patreon in the feed and click on the link and you can watch a replay because the video was saved there. Did I look good? I'm assuming you did. (laughs) What else we got, Kevin? Toby is going to be doing very soon the next Deep Dive Book Club. And Toby, I want to know, what is the title? What should people be reading up on for their homework? Uh, The book is Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden Keefe. Fancy. Oh, he's good. Yeah, I think he's the best best one going right now. Um, And I think it's won a bunch of awards. Anyway, it's about the family that owns Purdue Pharma, which uh, manufactures Oxycontin and uh, the things that came after it. Yeah, the Sacklers, Um, right? Yeah. The Sacklers, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they've done a lot of damage. So definitely, it's good. Get started now because it's pretty long as far Mm -hmm. as deep dive books generally go. Mm. But worth it. What was the other Patrick Radden Keith book that you... 
covered on the Say Nothing, which was mm-hmm. about the troubles in Ireland. Ah. Which is which was also, you know, a great book. So do you want to know who the guests are? Well or is that remaining a secret? I, I don't know. Is it a secret? Do you know? Do you uh, have that confirmation? No, I know who they are. It's gonna be uh Nanita Cranford. Yay. Mm-hmm. Simone Paget making her debut. And, uh, She's the relationship columnist for the uh, Toronto sex Sun. sex columnist. Well, that's, uh, most relationships have sex. Some do. Some do. Some do. Ours used to. Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> wow. Um, and then uh, also making uh, her debut is uh, former Philadelphia police detective Sarah Colleen. And current homicide Ooh. murder cold case investigator Sarah Colleen. She's amazing. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a fun group to talk about this with, and we're recording in a couple weeks. All right, great. Can't wait. All right, Kevin, do we have any Patreon patron saints of the week this week? Our Patreon patron saints are Kimberly Gallagher and Ida Abramson. Bless you. Bless you, and a thank you for supporting us on Patreon, everyone who does. And if you don't. You can get all the podcasts we make back there at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. And Kevin, does thus end the business section? Thus ends the business section. Let's return to the program. I'm going to fade that music out right now. So, Kevin, these women are very good at telling their own stories, are they not? Oh, I think so. Yeah. They're self-aware. Mm. And I do enjoy their candor. They, they aren't afraid to you know, admit their missteps along the way. But they're also very brave about wanting to step forward and do what they can to box out Simon, Mm. whether that means going on essentially a sting with a newspaper or sharing, you know, your thousands of WhatsApp messages, including photos of you in bed, you know, because that's what you need to do or, you know, to call the police and, and let them know where, uh, where Simon happens to be at this very moment so that he can get arrested. Now, Toby, you sent me a note that I thought was interesting because I, I shared it. I wanted to know more about these other people in Simon's life, right? Because he's not by himself. He has, like, essentially companions who are, they have to be accomplices, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I guess one of my frustrations with this is that the things that I thought were kind of interesting, like nothing ever really came of them. And, and I think Laura brought it up earlier. It's like... So, you know, his ex-girlfriend with the baby goes on the plane with them. It's like, well, that's weird. And then she's like talking about what a great guy he is. Like, how did that come about? And then what's his name? Peter, the bodyguard? Hmm. Yeah. Like, first of all, that guy is enormous. Um, (laughs) And second, you know, he's obviously in on it. You can see that he has a pretty good time from the footage that's in that club it seems like there's a lot of focus on 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 uh, Simon, and 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 rightfully so, but it doesn't seem like it's really exactly a one man operation. Yeah, you know, it would have been interesting to hear like how that all came about, or or what Peter's role in it. This partner who seems to show up every once in a while, like what's his role? Uh, but you don't get any of that. You just kind of get Simon. Well, Peter has to be in on it because. Simon keeps sharing that same photo of him over and over and over again, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then Peter has to pretend that he's hurt over and over and over again when he's on these like FaceTime calls, right? He's gonna like, oh yeah, and then like they did it once. No, I know, but like, but he it's they they run that scam over and over and over again, and then all the time he's on the planes with Peter, and he's like, oh Peter, say hi. So you know, at some point the woman's like, oh Peter, how are you? And Peter's like, oh, but you know. 
that Peter is play acting that he had been attacked over and over and over again. He has mm. to be. He has to be. Right. Poor Peter. It's like it's like Groundhog Day for Peter. Like he's been attacked. I, I doubt they're asking. So how's Peter? He's got to have a spreadsheet or something. I mean, they've got to yeah. be like, all right. So we've talked to this one about the attack and this one yes. about the attack and this one yes. about the attack. This one we have not told about. You know, they've got like this. They have to. They've got like these little routines and they have to remember yes. which ones they've tried on different people. Don't you agree, Toby? There has to be more than one or two women at the same time. There have to be like 10, 15. I mean, no, the, I think, the scope. I, yeah, absolutely. Because everyone's, yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a point at which all three of the ones that we hear about have some relationship with them. Like one of them's looking for an apartment in Amsterdam and one of them's looking for an apartment in London. And then the other one's like off partying with them. I, I'm sure there's other people. And then you find out like the, the he gets this new girlfriend down in Mykonos. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's there must have been a there must have been a bunch. And I think he yeah. must like he gets on Tinder and he's like, "Hey, you know, we have some coffee." And then it's like, "You want to I you want to go on my private plane to Bulgaria?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think he's like sussed it out that that's like a test, you know? And yeah. like 80% of women are going to be like, "Yeah, I think that's a little quick for me." And then 20% are like, "Right on, let's do it." And then that's like, okay, that's like a sorting. But he has he has corroboration. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's, he's not like a creeper and gets on his private plane. He's on the internet. There's like a yeah. website that he's able to show things. There's like social media photos of him with his family that are doctored, whatever. Yeah. But like there's all this. You can cross-reference. They showed the cross-referencing that when you Google mm -hmm. him, yeah. it goes to like the family stuff. But then when you do the cross-referencing Google stuff, it shows pictures of him with those people. Like he's fucking set this up. Like he, those women did the same thing I would do where they would look up. I would have gotten on the plane with them. Yes. I, I would have been like, I, I would have be been like. totally honest with you. It's, there's enough there, right, Laura? Well, I would have been like, like me being me, I'd be like, hey, that seems like an adventure. Let's go. Like, <laughs> 100%. Uh, you know, because I would have Googled him. I would have looked it up. I'm, I'm not like, stupid okay, and sure. I would have like, gone on that plane too. Yeah. Hey, I haven't been to Bulgaria. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> Bulgaria. Maybe if it were somewhere better than Bulgaria. No offense, Bulgarians out there. Bulgaria could be nice. It can be, but maybe if it were like somewhere sunnier, warmer. They have sun in Bulgaria, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm always, by the way, we have a friend who's Bulgarian. And like he does tell me about the time when when the quote they turn on the heat in Bulgaria. Oh, so yeah, I know yeah. there isn't sun all the time in Bulgaria for sure. He's um, kind of a dour guy he's too. So very very dour. Can only guy. imagine what the clubs are like. He, he believes that our coffee cups are too big in America. Yes. That's why I know that I don't want to go to Bulgaria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Kevin, um, you actually had an interesting thing that I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to let you off the hook so you can talk yeah. about it, okay? Because, the, by the way, I think the documentary does an amazing job, and VG, the newspaper, does an amazing job. Nobody touches the area even close to victim blaming in this, right. which I love. And we are not victim blaming anybody, which I love. But there is a question here of, like, Simon is, in fact, appealing because he appears to be very rich, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just a fact because he is not as good looking as these women, period. I'm sorry. He's just not. There is a scale of looks in the world. He's like a six. They are tens, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, the money thing is a factor. He's a rich 10, right? Well, yeah. He's a, yeah. I mean, he's fine. Yeah. He's, look, he's, he's, I, listen, let me to be fair. He's better looking than you and me. He is not nearly as good looking as Cecilia. Let's be real. So, like, the money thing is a factor. We cannot deny it. 
But the documentary also doesn't go there, too. And I love that it doesn't. What do you think about that? Well, this this isn't to blame the women or say that there's a character flaw because they were attracted to a rich guy. But that is part of the lore in the trap for them is that he has such an impressive charade of being rich and flaunting money. And you say love bombing. There's love bombing, but then there's also sort of wealth bombing. Yes. Where you're throwing all of the, all of this. I'll take care of you. We'll yeah, I'll take here. care of you. And we're going to do all these fun things. And it just, um, it is part of of the swindle, right? If it were not that, if he was just like, I'm a really nice guy with a, a job at a you know truck factory or whatever, it wouldn't work the same way. Yeah. Right. It's not to say that, you know, the women were trying to use him for his money and not going there. I mean, obviously he was trying to use them for their money, but there is something to to explore, generally speaking, about the facade of wealth, the facade of, you know, on Instagram of the high life, posing with tigers and all sorts of crazy false shit that just sort of drags people in and captures their imagination for all the wrong reasons. But it's like Marilyn Monroe in the movie, Gentleman Prefers Blonde, and then she has this quote where she says, Don't you know that a man being rich is like a girl being pretty? You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty, but my goodness, doesn't it help? It is a very true quote. Like, you want the full package. I have a confession, guys. You ready? Yeah. Kevin knows this. So uh, (laughs) after I did the um, Netflix interview and after I watched documentary, uh, Simon Leviev had this Instagram account, like 100,000 followers, as as you saw in the documentary. He went private when the documentary was released. And, you know, so you couldn't see his account anymore. I was like, I'm going to request to follow Simon Leviev. I'm going to see what happens. Before his Instagram account was taken down by Instagram, he let me in. I got to be in his Instagram circle, and I got to see the you shit. You and a hundred thousand other people. Yes, but I got to I got to see the stuff he was posting, and it's crazy. He was still like active. I mean, he hadn't posted for a couple of months, but he was still like, "What do we think of the fact that he really didn't do any consequences for any of this?" He's back at it, apparently, driving fancy cars, has the supermodel girlfriend in Israel, and is just seemingly still at it. Like, do you think he thinks, Laura, that, like, he's going to just pick this up again? And a better question that my son posed to me tonight, because he stopped by tonight and he watched this documentary and loved it. He said, is he so good at this that perhaps this should be his job? Uh, Oh, well, um, I I think he is, you know, I think to be able to carry this off, I think you have to always be in that mindset of like, I'm going to do this and you can't show any sign of weakness. And even to yourself, you always have to be in that mindset of carrying on this persona that you have created. So yeah, maybe this should be his job. Unfortunately, I see on the Google that he's been kicked off all the dating platforms, so it's yeah. not going to be his job. Yeah, and, and Instagram. <laughs> I, I guess he's gone yeah. from Instagram, too. Toby, what do you think about Eileen? That was the girlfriend with whom he apparently had a very long-term relationship, who when the VG article came out, she kept her cool, decided not to break up with him, pretended they were still together, promised him, hey, hon, I know you're staying in a hostel. I love you anyway. I'm going to help you get out of this jam. I'm going to help you sell all your clothes. Came, took all of his clothes put them all on eBay, and then started to keep all of his money. And then while being interviewed by the documentarians, was like, oh, 
just sold something else. He wanted me to pawn my car. He wanted me to sell my house. That's when I get my idea. I was going to swindle the Tindler swindler. Uh, she's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and it was just kind of funny that she was like, she did not go through any, well, I mean, maybe she did, but you don't get it from the documentary. Like there was no like transition period of like denial or, or anything. It was like, oh, fuck. Look at what this guy's doing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get my, my pound of flesh if I possibly can. And she does. And it's, you know, karma's a bitch. Which, what, they were together for like four years or something, right? It's like a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I, th- I, mean, I, I thought it was like 16 months or something, but. It was a long time. Well, for him. Yeah. It was like forever for him, right? You got to wonder like how many like scams did he pull over in the. In well, the we, either, we already know he's been juggling well, her with some other folks. Yeah. But what's weird is that when she cuts him off, like he's in a hostel. Yes. He doesn't have three or four others who are, who are getting him money. Like at that point, I don't know if he just was in a dry spell or what, but. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that when the VG reporters went to Israel and they found his mom. What did you what did you think of that scene, Lara? That was like my favorite, one of my favorite parts, because up until this point, we're seeing him with his like designer clothes and his like fancy hair and his fancy sunglasses. And then all of a sudden you're like going into like an area where you're like, oh, OK, this is where like the normal people live. And then you go up, you know, into like a walk up apartment. All of a sudden this like older woman and it's his mother and you find out the truth. And just like that, the mask is pulled off and you go from finding his mother who's like, nope, he left here. I have nothing to do with him. And then finding out that the police are looking for him, finding out he's not been doing this only with women. He's been scamming people since he was like 18 years old. But I loved just this visual contrast of all of these places he's been going and all these things he's been doing. And now we see this like very modest, not at all fancy, just like working class apartment where he actually is getting his mail yeah, and where he actually came from. To me, that was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, I would have been so excited if I was there when that happened, because this guy, I would have been like, ha ha, take that swindler. Um, because a lot of times you try to get to the root of where somebody comes from and what their real story is. And here we actually found out. Toby, do you spend a lot of time thinking about the enemies that are coming for you? It's almost the only thing I can think about. <laughs> like, Toby Ball, I've got you. <laughs> got so many enemies. Yeah. Seriously, when you watch something like this, do you think about like what, I don't mean to like imply that you in any way think about pulling off cons, but do you find yourself thinking like how on earth would I be able to pull something like this off? I mean, do you think, do you think someone like Simon is like really, really smart or just like really, really nefarious that's i i mean you have to be smart right yeah i mean i you know there's different ways of being smart and i think understanding human nature and how you can push uh he seems like he's good at i mean i've always like kind of interested and and this is kind of a fiction writer thing too it's like at what point does somebody like simon or like a guy who's going to rob a bank at like what point are you just like you know what i'm going to do this and (laughs) <laughs> it's got to be an adrenaline rush all the freaking time, right? Because you're living this 
exciting, like fast life. You know, you're doing all this fun stuff and you're flying on private jets. At the same time, you're like scamming all these people and there's all these consequences if things go badly. And it just, you know, I imagine when he was sitting in jail, he must have been going out of his mind with boredom. And so it's not that surprising that he popped out and was like right back at it. Hmm. So what do you think, Kevin, at the very end of the Tinder Swindler, we go back to Cecilia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we learn she's still on Tinder. She's still dating. She's still a romantic. What do you think about that? Good for her. What does justice look like for her and for Pernilla and for Eileen? Uh, well, one of the things that I know, because I just read this, is that they have started a GoFundMe mm-hmm. to pay off their debts. Because I guess it, it ends up being complicated. We see at the towards the end that Simon did serve some time for some unrelated fraud, but he hasn't yet been charged with any of the crimes involving the women, in part because they took place in different nations, and also because he also got the women to be part of the crime itself. Yeah. So they're victims, but then they're also unwittingly their accomplices too. So it, it makes it very hard. Justice would be, you know, a way to have him serve some time for them to be made financially whole and for this to be a world in which this particular guy can't operate. And since it has come out on Netflix, you know, we're seeing that it is harder for him to use social media and the financial system to keep the party going. It's funny because we saw very recently a similar themed show called The Puppet Master. And you remember at the end, Robert had disappeared with uh, Sophia or is it Sophia's mom? Yeah. But, so at the end of that, it was a little ominous, right, that Robert was still out there perhaps up to his old tricks. At the end of Tinder Swindler, it's a little more enraging to think that Simon is out there pulling these high-stake cons with beautiful women and expensive cars. Whether or not anything happens with Robert and uh, the mom coming home from the puppet master, yet to be seen, the stakes feel a little smaller. Here with the Tinder Swindler, at least you know what we saw him like back on social media and like, oh, look at all my different expensive cars. That made me angry. I think it's probably, hopefully, going to be easier to pull the rug out from him. At least we know the Google search will turn up different results now, right? It will. Absolutely, it will. Do you ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. 
Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. All right. I think we should do what we do. Let's let our listeners know. Should they check out The Tinder Swindler on Netflix? Laura Bricker, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for this documentary? Um, I am thumbs up on The Tinder Swindler. That's like a tongue twister every time I say sure it. Sure is. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. How many chucks could a woodchuck chuck? Um, anyway, so I would say thumbs up on the Tinder swindler. And this isn't because this is like a new story. We have heard about con man before. We have heard about online dating schemes before. But I just think, to me, the, the way that this was told, it was like, what, it was an hour and a half. It was extremely entertaining. I was, like, entertained. I was filled with rage. And then at the end, it was very satisfying. I won't give away the conclusion here in the spoiler-free section, but I would have done exactly the same thing that these women did, although I might have added a little fire to the items that were in the conclusion. Look, I'm trying to dance around this. Uh, They were in the conclusion of this. So I just found this a really interesting story. It was kind of like a nice break from reality for an hour and a half. And it was told in such a way that, you know, I got the full picture. But it was, you know, obviously something that I think is a cautionary tale and at the same time entertaining. So I would say thumbs up to the Tinder swindler. What do you think, Toby Ball? Thumbs up or thumbs down for the Tinder swindler? Yeah, I'm a thumb sideways. It doesn't suck, but I think after about 15 or 20 minutes, you know, there was nothing afterwards that I found like surprising at all. I mean, it just all kind of played out the way that I think we've seen stuff like this play out again and again and again. It wasn't horrible to watch, but after a while, I was like, all right, let's just get this thing tied up because I feel like the last 20 minutes, I've just been watching stuff that was entirely predictable. So anyway, thumb sideways. Kevin Flynn. I'm going to swipe right. Is that good or bad? See, I knew you wouldn't know that. Yeah, I don't. A- I've never been on a dating app ever because I got with you before they became a thing. Well, I'm still on them because I'm <laughs> keeping all my options open. No, uh, that's a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a another good tale. It just, uh, the what makes... I think the con man stories good are whether or not the con is interesting and, and you know, the what happens and the, how they get taken down, whether or not that's compelling. And I think they have that here in, in this story. And sure, you're bouncing all over the world. It's uh, it's it's kind of unique. Like you said in the open, it's part catfish, it's part Ponzi scheme, and it's modern is what it is. It's a modern take on this kind of Romeo con. So, yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, I like I like this documentary a lot. I'm giving a thumbs up to the Tinder Swindler. It's, for lack of a better word, fun. Um, I mean, it's a, a con man story. We've seen a lot of them lately. This one is on a grand freaking scale. Uh, first date, private jet. I'm not spoiling anything. That literally happens in like the first five minutes of the thing. Um, and just the scope and scale and breadth and width of it is Huge, plus lots of great scenery in this documentary. Also, lots of great memes on Twitter, as I've been sending a few of them to Toby Baldwin taping this podcast, as you'll find out. I do think sort of the cultural phenomenon this is sparking right now is really, really fun and interesting. I also think there's like a feminist bent to this that I really, really like, like utter lack of victim questioning in this. I really find that to be like a total breath of fresh air uh, and lovely So, yeah, um, big thumbs up for me for the Tinder Swindler. I I recommend it. I enjoy it. Maybe not for everybody, but sure was for me. 
All right, we should probably wrap it up on that note, but before we go, Laura Bricker, do we have a cat of the week this week? We do. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up here. Um, We actually have a dog of the week, and this dog comes to us from Sydney Cheek O'Donnell. Hello, crime writers. Our beloved eight-year-old standard poodle, Cookie, has eclectic tastes. Trash, poop, socks, goggles. <laughs> Trash, poop, favorite. socks, and goggles. Pizza, green beans. It was only a matter of time before she required the attention of a vet to address her diet. Yeah. A couple months ago, she had a bout of explosive and bloody diarrhea. Yeah. Of course, it was on a long weekend, so we took her to the emergency vet. They helpfully informed us she had diarrhea and sent her home with some medicine. Next day, she started to vomit. Out came a mask, you know, for the pandemic. Yep. Unfortunately, she kept vomiting, which meant another trip to the emergency vet. This time, we didn't have to wait for five hours to be seen. They did some imaging, which revealed a mass of some kind in her stomach. Well, dun, dun, dun. What was it? exploratory surgery. Here we come. They did the surgery. They pulled out some stuff. They were kind enough to save it in a large Ziploc bag they presented to us when we picked her up. Her husband inspected it and the baggie was gross. And guess what? The suspense is killing me. What was it? Oh my God. I'm getting there. A piece of Lego, the rubber tires from a toy car, and five more masks. Wow. (laughs) So, (laughs) So Cookie is truly a pandemic puppy. Yes. Fortunately, she has recovered, and they are now hanging their masks up on the hooks by the door instead of leaving them lying around. So, Cookie, no more masks. Also, you know what? Cookie showed you who Cookie was, and it was your fault that Cookie ate those masks because Cookie <laughs> showed you who she was. Yes or no, Kevin? Cookies. You should have given Cookie a cookie instead also, of a mask. You probably ate sausage before you wore that mask, but that is your fault. Listener <laughs> blaming? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Dog blaming. I am not dog blaming. It is your listener blaming. blaming. You're li- listen. You're um, blaming our listeners. When a dog eats something, it is not the dog's fault. It is the person's fault. Especially if the dog eats something for the second time, that is not the dog's fault. No offense, listener, but you know you know it now. It's not a mistake you'll make again. I promise. What was the last delivery you got from Amazon? Um, shoelaces. That would be shoelaces that because... my dog ate for the seventy fourth time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we still. Where do we feed him? In the mud room where we keep our shoes. In the shoes. <laughs> 100% our fault. Yeah. All right, Laura Bricker. By the way, we also kept the cookies right next to all the cleaning supplies when the kids were little. So True. Nice. Yep. All right, Laura Bricker, if folks want to like tweet to you their animals of the week, of course they can always email them to us at crimewritersonagmail.com. But if they want to tweet to you, how can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at Laura Bricker. And Tommy Ball, folks want to tweet to you and give you tips on how you can combat your enemies. How can they find you on Twitter? At Toby Ball and H. And Kevin Flynn, if folks want to reach out to you and give you tips on using the apps, how can they find you? I'm at Kevin P. Flynn. And if you want to reach out to me and give me tips. Swipe right on me. On using the apps, you can find me at Reb Lavoy. I don't know what that means, Kevin. Is that good or bad? The right. Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> you can also find the show on Twitter at Crime Writers On. Please join our incredible community on the official Crime Writers On Facebook discussion group. It really is an incredible group. Support the show at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. You'll get the Crime Writers On after show, Married with Podcast, Laura Bricker's Leave It to Bricker podcast, and Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club podcasts. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ty Gibbons. Our line editor is the handsome Olivia Burdett. 
The executive producer of this program is my favorite scam artist, Kevin Flynn. This show was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio, otherwise known as Studio C, the closet in our New Hampshire basement, where I sell off all of Kevin's Gucci kaleidoscope sweaters at super low discount prices. Buy it now. Make me an offer. Put it on your watch list. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you later. Later. Will we swipe left or swipe right on the Tindler Swindler from Net on the Tinder Swindler from Netflix? I did that all the fucking time. I did that. I interviewed the fucking directors of the thing and I did the same fucking thing. <laughs> Tindler. It's really hard to say. It's really I know. I hundred percent is. It's hilarious though. Partners in crime media. media. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.